0: Guideline Implementation Sterilization by Terry Link Abstract Ensuring that reusable surgical instruments and medical devices have been sterilized is an important factor in preventing surgical site infections. The sterilization method for a particular device is based on the device design, material, packaging, compatibility with the sterilant, load limitations, and safety requirements. Perioperative team members must review the manufacturer's instructions for cleaning, packaging, and sterilizing the device to determine the correct sterilization process. The AORN, Guideline for Sterilization, provides guidance for processing reusable medical devices for use in perioperative and procedural settings. This article elaborates on key takeaways from the guideline, including processing a device based on the intended use of the item, protecting sterile items during transport, reprocessing by immediate use steam sterilization when certain conditions can be met, and educating personnel who perform sterile processing activities. Perioperative RN should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Medical devices that enter sterile tissue during a surgical procedure should be sterile when used. Sterilization is a validated process for rendering a new, previously used, or contaminated reusable medical device ready for use on a patient. This process includes the following steps. 1. Initial cleaning at the point of use to prevent drying of soil and contaminants in or on the device. 2. Thorough cleaning of the item. 3. Inspection for correct function and cleanliness. four. Correct packaging for sterilization, and 5. Sterilization of the item to eradicate any microbial contamination. Sterilization can be accomplished in different ways, and perioperative team members select the sterilization method based on a number of factors, including how the device is designed, the material it is made of, packaging, compatibility with the sterilant, load limitations, environmental concerns, and safety requirements. Manufacturers of U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, cleared reusable medical devices, packaging systems, and sterilization equipment provide validated instructions on how to package and sterilize devices and operate sterilization equipment. If the device manufacturer's instructions for sterilization are not followed, the processed item cannot be assumed to be sterile. Sterilization failures and infectious outbreaks have been attributed to improper cleaning, disinfection, and sterilization of devices. Modern medical devices with complicated designs and intricate pieces that require special handling present numerous challenges in device processing. Healthcare organization leaders should consider the facility's capability to process the item correctly before making any purchasing decision for an item that will be used in a surgical procedure. The AORN, Guideline for Sterilization, published in September 2018, provides guidance to perioperative team members for processing reusable medical devices, performing sterilization in an area intended, designed, and equipped for sterilization processes, protecting sterile items from contamination, damage, or tampering during transport to a designated storage area or to the point of use, and storing sterile items in a controlled environment. The guideline includes recommendations on the use of the most common methods of sterilization, monitoring methods for validation of sterilization, and measures to take when sterilization failures occur. AORN guideline documents provide guidance based on an evaluation of the strength and quality of the available evidence for a specific subject. The guidelines apply to inpatient and ambulatory settings and are adaptable to all areas where operative and other invasive procedures may be performed. This article elaborates on the key takeaways from the guideline document. However, it does not cover all aspects of sterilization. Perioperative RNs should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. Key takeaways from AORN's Guideline for Sterilization include the following. 1. Reusable medical devices should be processed based on the intended use of the item. 2. Sterile items should be protected from contamination or damage during transport to a designated storage area or to the point of use. 3. Immediate use steam sterilization, IUSS, should be performed only when specific conditions can be met. And 4. The healthcare organization should provide initial and ongoing education and competency verification activities related to sterilization processes for personnel who perform sterilization activities. See Figure 1. The following scenario discusses sterilization in a perioperative setting. Each key takeaway is discussed in detail after the scenario. Scenario An Ambulatory Surgery Center, ASC, with four ORs, has recently been acquired by a physician group in a local hospital. The center is a multi-specialty facility, and nearly half of the procedures performed at the center are gastrointestinal endoscopy and ophthalmology procedures. In addition, the new owners of the center have recruited surgeons from an orthopedic practice to begin performing procedures at the ASC. An interdisciplinary team is meeting at the direction of the owners to assess the center's processes for sterilizing medical devices. The owners have recommended that sterile processing be centralized, with the majority of surgical and medical devices being transported to the hospital's sterile processing department, SPD, for processing. Decontaminated instruments would be transported to the hospital at the end of the day for packaging and sterilization, and then transported back to the ASC the same night. The ASC administrator requests that a perioperative RN from each of the three specialties be part of the interdisciplinary team because they are familiar with the steps for processing the instruments and devices used at the center and their contributions will be important in determining the feasibility of processing off-site. An ophthalmologist who is part of the interdisciplinary team is reluctant to send fine ophthalmolic instruments off-site for reprocessing. The ophthalmolic team has performed cataract surgery at the center for 10 years and has a dedicated team of nurses and surgical technologists who are competent in reprocessing the intraocular instruments. The ASC has no reported cases of toxic anterior segment syndrome or infectious endophthalmitis conditions that could be attributed to improperly processed instruments within the last three years. The ophthalmologist explains that when a full day of cataract procedures is scheduled, Instruments used at the beginning of the day are processed for use in procedures later in the day. There are eight instrument trays, and each requires an average of one hour for ASC personnel to process for subsequent use. Sending the instruments off-site for reprocessing will require multiple transports and possibly the need to acquire more instruments. At certain times, though rarely, a special instrument that is singly wrapped is used and then is needed for the next procedure. In these cases, the instrument is processed by IUSS. As part of the process evaluation, the interdisciplinary team reviews the current organizational policy and the manufacturer's instructions for use, IFU, for processing the intraocular surgical instruments. They verify that the special instrument has been validated for IUSS and the sterilization container has also been validated and cleared by the FDA for IUSS. One of the ophthalmology nurses on the interdisciplinary team has recently reviewed the AORN, Guideline for Sterilization, and she points out that two quasi-experimental studies found that if fecoemulsification hand pieces are not sterilized in an upright position to allow for free drainage of the channel during sterilization, the necessary parameters for sterilization in the lumen might not be met. The interdisciplinary team verifies that the instrument container currently used for steam sterilization can accommodate phacoemulsification handpieces in a vertical position. After considering all of the information, the interdisciplinary team decides that the processing of ophthalmological instruments will remain at the ASC. The interdisciplinary team updates the policy and procedure for reprocessing intraocular instruments at the center, including the personnel responsible for processing intraocular instruments on site, will participate in educational activities about how to position phacoemulsification handpieces in the upright position for sterilization, and complete competency verification activities about the cleaning, inspection, preparation, packaging, sterilization, and storage of ophthalmic instruments. The policy and procedures also include the process for IUSS for those specialized instruments that are infrequently used but may be needed urgently when contaminated or for an unplanned subsequent procedure. Items processed by IUSS will undergo the same cleaning, inspection, and decontamination steps as those that undergo terminal sterilization. One of the endoscopy procedures frequently performed at the surgery center is screening colonoscopy with polyp removal. The ASC owners would like to begin expanding this service to include diagnostic duodenoscopy, which will require purchasing additional endoscopes. The ASC administrator expresses concern that the ASC personnel will not be as proficient in reprocessing duodenoscopes as the SPD technicians in the hospital who perform this task on a daily basis. In addition, because sterile biopsy forceps are introduced through the duodenoscope and will breach mucous membranes, the team determines that the duodenoscope should be reprocessed by sterilization instead of high-level disinfection. The duodenoscopes will require ethylene oxide, EO, sterilization, and the ASC does not have an EO sterilizer. The hospital infection preventionist agrees with the administrator and recommends that the new duodenoscopes be sent to the hospital SPD for sterilization and transported to the ASC as needed. Because these procedures will be performed at the center infrequently and will be scheduled in advance, there should be no problem with the extended sterilization time required when using EO for terminal sterilization. Because of the high volume of colonoscopy procedures at the facility and multiple turnovers throughout the day, The endoscopes for colonoscopy will continue to be processed at the ASC with an automatic endoscope reprocessor. These endoscopes do not have the intricate design of a duodenoscope, and there have been no reported infections associated with these endoscopes. Both types of endoscope will undergo point-of-use treatment to prevent the formation of biofilm before they are either transported to the hospital SPD or processed at the ASC. An orthopedic surgeon new to the center also is a member of the interdisciplinary team. She will be performing total knee replacements, and she expresses concern about vendors bringing in instruments in a timely manner so all processing steps and sterilization can be completed before the instruments are needed. Because these procedures will be scheduled at least six weeks in advance, the interdisciplinary team decides the instruments needed can be processed off-site in the central SPD at the hospital the team develops a policy and procedure that stipulates that the instruments must be ordered from the vendor at the time the procedure is scheduled and delivered to the central SPD at least 24 hours before surgery so there is enough time for them to be processed and transported to the ASC well in advance of the scheduled procedure. After the interdisciplinary team members complete the evaluation of sterilization processes at the ASC, They collaborate with the hospital's central SPD manager to standardize the policy and procedures for point-of-use treatment, cleaning, inspection, packaging, sterilization, and transport between the two facilities. The policy includes direction about how instruments will be protected from exposure to environmental contaminants, damage, or tampering during transport. The instruments will be contained in enclosed carts in the transport vehicle. Any contaminated items will be clearly marked with a biohazard label. Environmental services personnel at the hospital will clean the carts and transport vehicle between instrument transports. Departmental leaders conduct additional education and competency verification activities that cover all aspects of -of point-of-use treatment, cleaning, inspection, and containment. Key Takeaways Discussion The key takeaways from the AORN, Guideline for Sterilization, do not cover the entire guideline. Rather, they help the reader focus on important or new information that should be implemented into perioperative practice. Processing Reusable Medical Devices Although sterilization methods have evolved over the years, steam sterilization is still the most reliable, effective, efficient and commonly used method for sterilizing medical devices. When a medical device can be steam sterilized, that is the method that should be used. However, medical devices often are made from materials that are sensitive to heat or from a combination of materials that only allow for low-heat sterilization, for example, EO, hydrogen peroxide, hydrogen peroxide and ozone sterilization methods, or high-level disinfection. Reviewing the manufacturer's IFU for the cleaning, packaging, and use of sterilization equipment for the specific device should be the first step in determining how an item should be processed. Items that enter a sterile cavity are considered critical and should be sterilized. Items that are classified as semi-critical, such as endoscopes, should be sterilized whenever possible. If sterilization is not possible, high-level disinfection should be used. Devices that enter the body through intact mucous membranes, such as endoscopes, have the potential to introduce pathogenic organisms directly into a sterile cavity or the patient's bloodstream. The risk is greater if the mucosa is breached. An interdisciplinary team that includes an infection preventionist should conduct a risk assessment to determine the most effective method for reprocessing these items. In the scenario, the team decided that because the sterile biopsy forceps are introduced through the endoscope, both the forceps and the endoscope should be sterilized. Factors to consider when processing instruments off-site include standardizing procedures for point-of-use treatment, cleaning, inspection, packaging, sterilization or high-level disinfection, transport, and storage. Point-of-use treatment and thorough cleaning are the most important steps when processing instruments before sterilization because biofilm and other debris, such as oil, dirt, and organic material, can prevent surfaces from being exposed to the sterilant. Procedures for transporting instruments off-site for processing should include information about point-of-use treatment and immediate transport. Policy and procedures should be clear as to expectations for off-site processing, and designated personnel should oversee all of these processes. Transport and Storage of Sterile Items According to the AORN guideline, sterility is event-related and is dependent on the amount of handling, the conditions during transport and storage, the quality of the packaging material, and adherence to the packaging material manufacturer's IFU. Limiting exposure to moisture, dust, direct sunlight, handling, and temperature and humidity extremes decreases the potential for contamination and degradation of sterilized items. When instruments or other items are transferred frequently, such as when personnel transport items to and from a centralized SPD, more opportunities for contamination of surgical instruments occur. Transporting instruments also increases the risk of packaging tears, Strike through, and moisture. Measures to ensure items are protected during transport include using closed carts and cases and clean transport vehicles. It is important for healthcare organization leaders to include the processes for transporting instruments in policies and procedures. In the case of industry representatives bringing in instruments on consignment, Perioperative personnel may have no information about what the instruments have been exposed to since they were last used. They may have been in the backseat of a car, a storage facility, an office, or another location in which they were exposed to contaminated air, sunlight, or moisture. Healthcare organization leaders need to share expectations about the delivery and handling of loaner instruments with industry representatives. It is important that loaned instruments arrive in time for the receiving facility to perform all of the processing steps required by the manufacturer. When a loaned instrument is not processed at the receiving facility and is subsequently used, the risk to the patient is increased because it is not possible to know how the instrument has been handled, whether the manufacturer's IFU for processing were followed, or if packaging could have been compromised during transport. Immediate Use Steam Sterilization Immediate-use steam sterilization is a method that involves the shortest possible time between a sterilized item's removal from the sterilizer and its aseptic transfer to the sterile field. Immediate-use steam sterilization, previously referred to as flash sterilization, should only be performed if all of the following conditions can be met. 1. The device manufacturer provides written instructions for IUSS. 2. The containment device has been validated for IUSS and cleared by the FDA for this purpose. 3. As with terminal sterilization, decontamination must be performed to remove bioburden, debris, and biofilm before IUSS. 4. The device is used immediately and not stored or held for use in a different procedure. And 5. Measures are taken to prevent contamination during removal from the sterilizer and transfer to the sterile field. To prevent the need to perform iuss on loaned instruments, a policy should specify that an industry representative is required to deliver instruments to the SPD within a specific time frame identified in the policy, for example, 24 hours, to allow adequate time for completion of all processing steps. This requirement should be part of every OR sterilization policy, whether for an inpatient OR, ASC, or office based surgery center. Immediate use steam sterilization should never be used as a substitute for inadequate inventory or poor planning. Education and Competency Verification Initial and ongoing education and competency verification. Provide a mechanism for documenting and verifying that perioperative personnel understand the principles and processes necessary for safe and effective sterilization. Sterilization activities should be performed only by personnel whose competence in sterilization activities has been verified and documented. The education and competency verification activities should include 1. Sterilization equipment operation and maintenance according to the manufacturer's IFU. 2. Sterilization of items according to the device, container, and sterilizer manufacturer's IFU. 3. Use and interpretation of chemical indicators according to the manufacturer's IFU. 4. Use and interpretation of biological indicators according to the manufacturer's IFU. 5. Interpretation of sterilizer physical monitor results. 6. Requirements of maintaining records of sterilization. 7. Requirements for employee exposure monitoring. 8. Location and use of safety data sheets, eyewash stations, chemical spill kits, and personal protective equipment. 9. Quality assurance measures for sterilization. 10. Team Communication and a Patient Safety Culture and 11. Processes for Reporting Adverse Events and Occupational Exposure Incidents An interdisciplinary team should establish and implement standardized sterile processing procedures and measures for oversight of all aspects of processing and transport of instruments. In this scenario, the policy and procedure developed for this process starts with point-of-use treatment in the facility to remove the high level of microbial contamination, that is, bioburden, found in the channels of endoscopes. The policy also included information about procedures that must be completed when instruments are processed at one facility and are transported to another health system facility after sterilization. Conclusion Medical device sterilization is a multi-step process, including point-of-use treatment, cleaning, inspection, packaging, and sterilization. When required conditions such as correct cleaning and correct sterilization parameters, that is, exposure time, temperature, pressure, are not achieved, sterilization cannot be ensured. Components of successful sterile processing include selection of devices, packaging, and sterilization equipment using manufacturer's IFU, and then determining the capabilities of the facility to sterilize the items. It takes a team of competent individuals to ensure patients are not exposed to contaminated instruments. Perioperative nurses should be part of an interdisciplinary team that makes decisions regarding instrument processing. In an ASC, perioperative nurses may be responsible for processing the instruments. In other types of facilities, even though perioperative nurses may not be part of the day to day processes that occur in an SPD, they are responsible for point of use treatment, transport, and storage of surgical instruments in the OR, and for recognizing when sterilization failures have occurred or sterility has been compromised. Nurses are instrumental in conducting investigations surrounding sterilization failures and should have the skills and knowledge to implement interventions to correct and mitigate these failures.